Welcome to the Cabin Cast. Your getaway primer. Hello. Hi, Eric. Happy recording night. Yeah, happy recording night. This one's a little bit different. You're quite a ways away. So why don't you dive in and tell all our listeners where you're at and uh, how was your trip to get there? Yep, right now we're in Montana. So um, as we were planning out our cabin cast, we used to record Tuesday night. And my family every summer drives out. Sometimes we fly, but we like to drive the best out to visit my parents in Montana. It's about a 21-hour drive. Um, and Eric and I thought it would be so fun to still record and just do it remotely. So I was glad that we could still catch up with each other and with our listeners. Uh, it's, and it's so fun to share about life out here in Montana. I, I just love road trips and seeing the countryside. Sometimes we drive through North Dakota, Sometimes we drive through South Dakota and Wyoming. Um, it's just beautiful to take it all in as you drive. Um, I I was kind of glad that after the Girl Camper interview that I had a road trip after that because that interview got me so excited to travel. Did it do that for you too, Eric? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My my uh, buddy was texting me about campers and camping. He has a camper. He's like, ah, oh, you guys got to get out here and join us. So I think we're already trying to figure out a time to go out and camp together with our family. So that should be yeah, it's so be fun. so fun. So yeah. we'll and talk a little bit about the the trip though. You guys did something a little different that you said your uh, your husband's been really wanting to do forever on your trip out there. So talk about that. Yeah. So our oldest child is twenty one. Our youngest is twelve. So we have been coming out here for at least twenty years, and every summer because where my parents live, they live actually on the ski slope on the mountain. And we love that. We love to ski in and ski out in the winter. And then you drive down the mountain um, a couple of miles, and then there's a gorgeous lake. And my husband loves being on water. He loves being in a boat. And he's always wanted to have his own boat on the lake. So this year, we trailered out our boat. We took it out of our lake in Minocqua, and we did all the things you're supposed to do. You know, we're um, lakes have gotten so good. And Ted talked a lot about this in our um, talk with Ted Rulsey about how to keep your lakes clean. You know, we had to make sure that everything was out of our boat, all the water that had, could have gotten in it from our lake so that we didn't bring it to Montana with us. And there are road checks when we got into Montana. You have mandatory, like, pull, pull off. Even if you have a kayak or canoe, you have to pull over and they have to inspect your boat and make sure it's clean and safe to come onto the waters there from different lakes. So um, kind of interesting to see that whole process too. Yeah, that's serious so we went, stuff, but something yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you appreciate it. You know, you don't mind the time it takes because it's keeping the waters clean. Um, and everybody we worked with was so, so nice. So it was, it was an easy process. 
but yeah, we took the water, the boat in the water the other day and went swimming and surfing and my parents came along. It was just so much fun. And my husband said it was better than he even thought it would be oh, to be out there on the lake on his boat. That's the best when you visualize something forever and then, it, you know, it finally comes along, whether it's a trip or just part of a trip like that. And then it ends up being better than you even imagined. That's rare. Usually it's the opposite. And uh, exactly. Boy, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it was. It's been great. So we're going to go out a couple more times before we come back. But we also have, as I said, we've been coming here for 20 years and we have so many traditions that the kids are like, we have to do it. Today we hiked. Um, there's a hike that's about three miles up the mountain. Uh, that's just a gorgeous trail. And we do that together as a family every year. My son and husband actually do it in the mornings just for exercise too. So but today we did our family hike and that's just so much fun. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. It's fun to play on different terrain and in a different environment than the Northwoods. They were talking way, you know, way more mountains and, and big hikes and everything. That's, that's great. Exactly. It is crazy right now though, because everything there's, you don't feel like it's smoke, but there is smoke here from all the forest fires. Oh yeah. Um, and so the views right now, are really limited. Usually you can see so far, you can actually see uh, where my parents live is about 45 minutes from Glacier National Park. So when you're up on top of the mountain, when you've done this hike, you can usually see into Glacier, you can see into Canada, you can see over to Idaho, and you can't see anything right now. Because oh, it looks haze. like it's just really foggy and hazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was like good. that even in Minnesota. The Canadian fires, um, even our drive through Minnesota, the air quality was, they kept saying to be careful because the air quality was really low um, and everything was so hazy. It just, it feels really weird. So that, that's that been a little different. And, you know, it's amazing as I keep saying that makes me think of this episode and that makes me think <laughs> of that, that episode. Like there's so many things that have tied in to some of our cabin cast episodes, like our talk with Catherine, right. um, Cooley and Smokey Bear. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This is that heavy oh. fire that I think about that episode every time the news comes on and there's a new forest fire. You just, you know, your heart goes out to all the people dealing with it. But man, you, the amount of work American firefighters, wildfire firefighters do in the country is incredible and so, so needed nowadays and, and so important. But yeah. So, yeah. So many of their families and right. their time is so appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to do the road trip thing and you know, when you're not listening, you know, when you didn't go through and re-listen to our whole back catalog of cabin casts, um, right. Of course we did (laughs) get away. (laughs) No, what what did you guys do? What did you do to keep, keep busy and keep, uh, keep that long 21 hour road trip fun? Well, one of the great things too is having satellite radio, right? You can switch back and forth from music. You know, we have favorite playlists, take turns with, songs we want to listen to and our favorite things like that. But I also love audiobooks, especially ones we can listen to as a family. Um, and there's one that we love that is actually for like my 12 year old son age. Um, but all the way up, our family enjoyed it. And it's called the wilder boys. So it actually came out in 2015. Um, but it's just a fun adventure story um, with some deep topics in it too. Um, but it's two brothers, kind of middle school age brothers, that their father had left their family, um, and he's out in um, Wyoming, 
and there's some bad things going on at home. So they decide they're going to go find their father. So it's their whole adventure of leaving home and jumping trains and catching rides and um, trying to survive in the wilderness. So it's called the Wilder Boys and it's by Brandon Wallace. And um, it makes a great read for a kid. You know, one of the fun things to do, and my mom even did this for us when we were kids, is give all of us and me give my kids all a new book before you travel somewhere. And it's a surprise when you get in the car. So if you have kids that love to read or you're trying to help them find books to read, then I recommend, especially for boys, this book called Wilder Boys. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It's got a awesome rating, like five-star rating on Amazon with plenty of ratings. And it looks like age is 8 to 12. And yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, but I enjoyed it just as much. And there's a sequel to it. Their dog goes with them. So, of course, that's always great. Another great character in a story or the boy's dog. Um, and then another um, book that it came out in 2013, and it's a really popular book, but I loved it as an audiobook. And that's The Boys in the Boat. Um, and it's about these nine Americans and their epic quest, their rowers in the 1936 Berlin Games in the Olympics. So, you know, kind of a great time right now to listen to that too, as the Olympics are going on. But what I loved about reading or listening to it on audio was it was read by Edward Herman and people can look him up. He's been, he was on Gilmore Girls, if anybody loved that, or the Lost Boys, if anybody else is from the 80s. But his voice in it is so good. So many of the audiobooks, it's almost like you really are watching it happen as a TV show because whoever's performing the book is so good and he is so good reading this one. So it's one that um, the whole family can enjoy too, especially if you love history. Oh, great. Um, it's called The Boys in the Boat and it's uh, it's read by Edward Herman, but it's by Daniel James Brown. Perfect. And we'll link to so. these in the show notes. Uh, yeah, isn't that funny with audio bro- books? Who the author is is important, of course, and they write a beautiful book, but who performs it and who reads the narrator of the book is just as important. I, I have some of my favorite books that I've ever read, and I was excited to listen to them as audiobooks. And I have an Audible subscription, and they're kind enough to let you return them if they don't, you know, it doesn't sound good or doesn't work quite right. And uh, there's been some of my favorite books I've returned because the performance has just been really dull really yeah. poorly performed in other books that I would, I have no business liking. I'd, I'm not even interested in the content, but it's performed so well that you're like, I, this is absolutely an amazing book. I love it. So yeah, you get lost in it because they're just so gifted at how they tell it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's a performance of course, but if you go to a play that you don't think you're going to be interested in with a family member, you're like, Oh, but the, the actors are just so incredibly engaging or the lead is just incredibly talented and performs it in a new and interesting way. It, it makes a big difference. So it does. Yeah. yeah. Or a good ensemble cast. Some of the audiobooks where they actually perform them like a movie are really good too. Yeah. I love that. And especially if they need accents or, you know, hear how some words are pronounced. It's, it's really neat to do that. Yeah, I always, and laugh, another... I always laugh at the, the guys that try to do the women's voices because <laughs> they have to cover oh, yeah. multiple characters. It is pretty fun. Right. Yeah. 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 But they're good at that too. Oh yeah. That is hilarious. Or the guy, the the girls doing the guys one, too. Yeah. Yeah, they have a big range of talent. The Great Pyramid of Giza, Colossus of Rhodes, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, and Roughing It in Style. 
All of these equal in history and magnitude, but only one you can visit now. You see, roughing it in style may not be ancient, but it's the only wonder that will bring wonder to your world. Roughing it in style is your source for interior design, furniture, reclaimed cabinets, and decor. They have two stores, one out west in Fort Collins, Colorado, and one up north in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Manaqua. Plan your visit today and find out more at roughingitinstyle.com. What was that? The pyramid's still around? Why didn't anyone tell me? Roughing it in style. A much better place for your furnishing needs than the Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah, another thing that we love to do out here, Brian and I love to go for walks um, through my parents' neighborhood and up these hills. So they're a great workout because they're up in the mountains. But I, I know you can understand this and so many of our listeners. I love looking at houses. I love looking at, you know, the landscaping. I love looking at what roof they picked out and, you know, if it's a full log home or how that, however they designed it, it's so much fun to walk around and look at them. So that's something else I love to do when I'm out here. Yeah. And you get the view is so much better without the trees, <laughs> the Northwoods trees <laughs> blocking the view here, here, if right. you want to go, you have to be out on the lake to see the, the lake side of the house, but there, yeah. See everything yeah. tucked into the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of houses. So I actually have a cabins in the news that came through and this, oh, okay. this one caught my eye. It's from a website called Dwell. Have you heard of Dwell.com? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. super amazing interior design site. And I've been kind of digging in there just for inspiration for design work. And this is titled A Cabin Made of Hempcrete Rises in okay. a Remote Corner of the Czech Republic. So huh. this is by Catherine M. And it's on Dwell's Cabins and Home Tours. So it's kind of a photo tour. It's a gorgeous little cabin. We'll hopefully do a post for it on our social. And it is award-winning architect Lena Belivikova, Belivikova was tapped to create an eco-friendly cabin in a secluded part of the Czech Republic. Her client had an unusual request for the building material, hempcrete. This was a great yet fascinating challenge for me as hempcrete had never been used for this context in the Czech Republic. So as a sustainable building solution, hempcrete comes with many benefits. It has great insulating features. It's recyclable and is also resistant to pests, fires, and molds. And it continues to petrify over time, which is also drawing carbon dioxide out of the air during the process. So it's like this super amazing material. Um, and it's got a kind of a really neat modern kind of rustic vibe, lots of big windows and, you know, beautiful beams running across, um, simple looking, but it is really a neat material. So I was going to dig into that. I haven't heard of it before. Have you heard of Hempcrete? I have not. I'm like really curious to, to go read this link. Yeah. And part of me was a little skeptical in the beginning. Cause like, you know, CBDs everywhere now that's like in everything. There's like everything is CBD. It's just, it's basically like sugar. So I was just like, oh, it's now they're putting CBD in houses, but it uh, seems like a great material and, and they sure built a beautiful home out of it. Well, I'm curious where else they're using it too. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if anybody out there, any of our listeners has any experience with hempcrete, um, you know, it, let us know, tell us the story. So, or maybe, or maybe they're first hearing it here. First, 
first to hear on the cabin. Yeah, first we're breaking news on new architectural Uh materials out of the Czech Republic. So, I mean, we could actually turn this into a Czech Republic building materials podcast. That could be a new thing for us. It it could. Huh. I haven't thought that. I haven't thought about that idea yet, Eric. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been to the Czech Republic before? I have not. We've been a lot of places, but we have not been to the Czech Republic yet. When, When we were... Right before we had kids, uh, Sam and I, my wife and I, decided to go on kind of one kind of longer two-week trip with our friends, Matt and Mara. And we went, it was actually funny, you were speaking of of the Dakotas, and we went to Mount Rushmore. And uh, the four of us each picked a different place in the world that we had always wanted to go to. And we tore, Uh like, wrote them on a little piece of paper, put them in a hat, and had a stranger at Mount Rushmore pick out of the hat and uh, we picked Eastern Europe uh, was Mara's choice. So we had Japan in there, like Tokyo and Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, India, a train ride in India to Nepal was one. And then Peru, I think was another one. And then Eastern Europe. So we went, I think we flew into Germany hung out in Berlin and then we went to Prague in the Czech Republic and it was just absolutely beautiful. It's Prague was, I think if I remember my history correctly, it's been quite a few years, almost 10 years, but Hitler didn't want to bomb Prague because he was thinking of making it the capital of his new Uh kind of deal. So it's absolutely gorgeous. It looks, I think it's what like the old world Disneyland, like that old European part of Disneyland is based after. So the architecture is incredible. It's really cool. And we took a train ride through Czech Republic, but I did not at the time notice any homes made of hempcrete. So, no, but really, really well, cool setting. And what, a, and what a fun way to decide a trip with friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It's kind of, you leave it up to the fates a little bit and yeah. it, it sure, I mean, sometime I'll have to tell on the cabin cast, it's a long story, but I'll tell my Slovenian um, winery baron story where we ended up rolling wine barrels through a, a, a crypt and kind of a, a wine yeah. cellar in Sylvania. So I'll have to do a travel story at some time, but uh, yeah, super, that would be awesome. <laughs> so super cool. Great story. Um, on Hempcrete, we'll share pictures of it and maybe someday it'll be a building material that we all use quite a bit more. Yeah. We can look back and replay this episode so yeah. we can say it all started here. <laughs> yeah. We, we started the boom and, yeah. So, um, and then we also got an awesome email that came into our getaway at the cabincast.com email. Um, I will pull that up right now. And yeah, it's so great when everybody, you know, we check our email or we see our DMs and we get these messages from listeners with stories. You know, they hear something on the cabin cast, one of our episodes, and it sparks a memory or a thought or something they want to share with us. And uh, we, we love that. We can't wait to, to share it with everybody. So this email was titled Legend Lake, which was, of course, the title of, of the episode um, about the song Legend Lake that we just had. And this is by PJ, one of our listeners. I really enjoy all the episodes in your podcast, but Legend Lake really resonates with me, as I am certain it did for many others as well. In 2015, my husband and I were finally able to realize our dream of owning a lake home in the town where his mother grew up. His mom and dad owned their first cabin in Shell Lake. He grew up spending summers there, and we brought our kids there, too. Sadly, they had to sell it when their kids were small. We continued to rent cottages on Shell Lake while our kids grew up, and we were able to keep making wonderful memories. We finally bought about six years ago, and it's been the best thing ever. 
I love the parts in the song where you can hear the voices of her grandparents because it brings me back to all those evenings playing games and giggling around the campfire, and it brought tears to my eyes. My brother-in-law also has a cabin on the same lake as we do, and we enjoy being able to share each other's families and continue to make new memories. I often reflect upon the reason that we were all there because of my mother-in-law and her love for the town of Shell Lake. I hope our kids will want to carry on the traditions of gathering with their families. Our grandkids at the age of two already talk about going to the cabin and can't wait to come up and have grandpa draw pictures on their back while they sit on his lap in his recliner in front of, in front of the fireplace. He tells a story about the day he draws on their back, tracing the dock, the pontoon, and various scenes. They sit quietly, and you can just see it in their eyes. They are picturing it in their head, the scene he is creating. It's so precious. Thank you for your podcast. We listen to them at the cabin. They are so relaxing. I look forward to them each week. Have a wonderful day. PJ. That is so great. I love that um, Legend Lake gave her so many good feelings and memories and that she shared it with us. I love that little part about grandpa tracing it on the backs of the kids yeah. and kind of telling the story. Yeah, that's super fun. That is a super fun little tradition. And I love oh. I love when families have houses on the same lake. And yeah. it's you know, they get to they're not right on top of each other. Sometimes the houses are next door to each other, but when they're like across the lake or as part like you're a little bit of separation, but so much togetherness and so much of enjoying the same spaces together. Like that is really cool. That's really fun. Well, it's just such a neat experience to boat over to your friend or your family's house, you know, to kayak over, jump in the canoe or just take the boat down and tie up at their dock and say hi for a little while. I mean, that's just so neat. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You can travel by water or on the ice and go visit. That is that is super fun. Yeah, I know one time we were across the lake at some friend's house sitting on their top of their boathouse. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, here comes one of our kayaks. And it was one of our kids in, in one of our kayaks. And then my older daughter was swimming alongside it. And she swam all the way across the bay. And one of her siblings was kayaking next to her to make sure she made it. And then they came up and sat with us for a little while. And then they went back across. It was so amazing. Just those things that you can do hanging out on the lake that you wouldn't think to do otherwise. Oh, that's so so fun. That's so fun. Oh, I did have one that triggered one more story. So this morning I was, Tuesdays are kind of my day off. I usually come into roughing it in the afternoons to kind of get ready for the podcast and just answer any questions around the shop here. And as I was getting ready, I looked out my window and our little lake cottage is a ways away. Like we don't have like the typical lake home, like right on the water. It's kind of down a meandering path and you can kind of see the lake and our, the little, it's like a little old cottage that we still have to remodel on the water. And the boat looked kind of weird to me. Like I glanced at it out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh, that's kind of strange. I don't remember the boat being on that side of the pier in that type of way. So you know, I was kind of had some time like, oh, it's probably fine. It's probably just the angle that I'm at. But I decided to drive down there just in case. And sure enough, one of the ropes had broken that was holding our boat on. And the boat had swung out kind of like on a, you know, a dial or a clock face from six, you know, facing up and down to six o'clock to like totally spun out up towards, you know, the the 12 o'clock. And so I had to get it started, untie it, jump it, 
and like push it out a ways into the water because the angle it was at, the motor was right up against the dock, and I was by myself. There's no one else on the out on the lake, and then just you know, it's not. It, you, I count on people riding in the boat with me. I rarely, if ever, have driven a boat by myself completely, right, without yeah. someone on the pier to help catch you. But it's it's not really a super easy task to kind of dock a boat by yourself with no one to grab grab the edge but so that that got a little interesting i'm kind of glad no one was watching me clank around and <laughs> knock it that you dock. know of that we know that of. you know of yeah the, yeah. Lo- the loons were probably chuckling yeah laughing bit, so. yeah we'll have to listen back to that last episode um two weeks ago where we gave the loon sounds so yeah. we'll know which one that you, they were laughing at you <laughs> yeah it's like wh- which uh <laughs> which sound is the loons laughing at people being really bad boat drivers that there's probably uh-huh. a name for that one. Have you been with people though, that like have grown up on a, you know, they've been driving a boat since they were like 12. Oh yeah. They could dock that boat. They could, they could put it anywhere. Like it's nothing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's my a, wife's skill. family, they all grew up in the Marina. They can, I mean, they can parallel park boats and drive them with their eyes closed. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just don't have the same level of confidence her whole f- family can do with the boats. And it just takes a little bit different, you know, different mindset, lots right. of practice and yeah. So, but yeah, well you enjoy the rest of your trip and we'll be Thank excited you. to hear about the rest of your adventures and your road trip back and, and what you do on that in an upcoming episode here. But yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. So you have a wonderful evening. Yep. You too. All right, bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the cabin cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Cabincast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at thecabincast.com. Until next week, enjoy the journey.